welcome to another episode of How You Can Too with your host, your boy, Alvi, aka Danny, aka Mr. You Can Too. Today's episode, I'm diving into all of my feelings, emotions, really putting together my viewpoints on the aftermath of George Floyd's death. This episode was tough for me and to be honest it's pretty heavy however I really appreciate you taking the time to listen to this and I want you to come into it with an open mind and open heart and to hear out my call to action appreciate you love you enjoy the show as of this recording it's been a week since George Floyd's death in these past five, six days, I've gone through so many different emotions trying to understand my place in all of this and the state of the country where I fit in as a black man. You know, I'm mixed black and white. I consider myself a black man because that's what I am. And It's just such a a painful time and I wanted to come on here and provide what my call of action is and also to explain where I'm coming from and how I've been feeling and honestly just get a lot of things off my chest. One, these narratives that are going out outside of George Floyd's death which is the tipping point of overt and systematic racism in America that has gone on for decades over a century all boiling over hitting the tipping point and bringing about a lot of what we're seeing now And I don't want to take any attention away to the fact that another black person died. I'm sure many of you have seen the video or have at least heard the story. If you haven't seen the video, please go watch it. I literally watched it again right before I started recording the podcast and it it pains me so deeply and with the protests that have been going on over the weekend I've been hearing a lot of debates about oh it should only be a peaceful protest that's the way to protest any type of rioting or destruction is the wrong way to protest and honestly I, I think all those narratives are just bullshit like there, there is no, in my opinion, one correct way to respond to all of the travesties and all of the horrendous things that I, as a black man, am sick of. Absolutely sick of. And I didn't know how I wanted to 
bring my thoughts about and how I wanted to speak on it. And you know me, I'm all about vulnerability, letting people under the hood. And the way that I've typically dealt with a lot of stress or heaviness is to withdraw, be be quiet, go within, like, and I'm not doing that with this. All of the inner work that I've been doing for over five, six years has really helped me be really aware of my feelings and my emotions. And typically I'm really good at speaking on them and putting it out there. And right now it's just not the case. Like it's so hard for me to really talk about this. What I will say is that we're at a time right now where I think it's so important for white people especially to listen to what black people and people who are really supporting the Black Lives Matters movement has to say about this. There's been, I will say this, there has been in my experience, a lot of, a lot more conversation around what's going on as opposed to white people turning a blind eye, having a deaf, a deaf ear to the situation. There are more conversations coming up, which I think is positive. However, in some of these conversations, I just see the narrative getting twisted so out of proportion or it going so far away from the point that it's like we can't see the forest from the trees. And what I mean by that is I've had interactions and talks with people and more than than a few have brought up the point like, oh, rioting is not the answer. That, you know, this rioting has to stop, that this isn't what's going to change things. And my answer is, one, why are you focusing on the riots? The riots are not the problem. Who gives a shit about the riots? Because some property is being damaged, property can be replaced. These businesses have insurance. Lives once lost cannot come back. George Floyd is dead forever. Ahmaud Aubrey dead forever. Breonna Taylor dead forever. Trayvon Martin dead forever. And there's dozens upon dozens if not hundreds of other black people who have died in similar fashion and have not gotten justice and the problem is that the systems don't work the systems of oppression and racism many times systemic racism has been put in place in such a way that it doesn't give black people a fair shake. And if you're questioning 
whether this perspective is right or wrong. At the end of the day, you are entitled to your own opinion. Yet, check in. Why are you getting upset that I'm saying that black people are getting the short end of the stick? Because I've had these conversations with people and that has come up. And it pains me. I mean, it, it just really doesn't make sense to me how some people are getting so far away from the narrative that police brutality is most rampant against black people. Black people are hands down more affected by racism, police brutality, having the law system just shit on them. It doesn't happen to other groups of people like that. And you know me, I'm a person, I'm positive. I'm all about love. I'm all about peace. I'm all about growth. Understand that this conversation we're having right now is tough love because I want every single person, especially white people, to check in and see what type of story are you creating around what happened? What type of story are you creating around what it means for people to be rioting and defacing property and being agitators? Because truth be told, that's such a small percentage of the greater amount of people who are out protesting and who want liberation and liberty and justice for black people. The news, the media, they're all about showing and changing the narrative and just talking about the riots and talking about people getting after police and, and agitating them. That's such bullshit. Who gives a shit about that? That is so far removed from what's really going on, and it's so far removed from the majority of people who are peacefully protesting, who are exercising their right to assemble, and to protest, and they're not causing any harm. Yet the narrative is that, and especially that black people are causing chaos, destruction, destroying our own neighborhoods. Like, yeah, don't get me wrong, there's some black people in there doing that for sure. And there's a ton of white people and a ton of people of all different colors doing it. However, in my experience and how I've seen a lot of this coverage, it's shown that black people are the ones who are doing it. Talk about how powerful the media is. I saw a specific clip where a woman was clear as day, a white woman was clear as day looting from the store and the news anchor who was reporting it live from the studio was saying, oh, well, I think she she must be like some type of store manager or something, I hope. 
and that she's just trying to collect things. What? That's the type of subtle racism that has been going on in this country way before I was born. Before my parents were born. Yet it's the same narrative that still get played that still gets played out in 2020. People out there saying, "Oh, what happened to the coronavirus? What happened to the pandemic?" What happened to black people being able to walk down the street and feel safe? Because a lot of us don't, me included. Ever since I can remember, I felt this unease around police officers, like things like like, like I had done something wrong, even though I never have. Yet I do have this built up fear in me. Some people think that it's as ridiculous, that it's not substantiated, that it's not, I shouldn't feel that way. Again, check your privilege. To be a white person and be able to walk down the street and not have to ever fear for your life being taken by a police officer must be an amazing feeling. And I'm not coming on here to make white people feel bad. I'm not. Half of my family is white. I have plenty of white friends. That's not my goal here. My goal is for white people to step up and, one, recognize the privilege that you have. And when that's brought up or anything else about Racism or anti-racism is brought up. Don't get defensive. There's no need to get defensive about it. And if you are getting defensive, check in. What's that about? Why are you getting so upset when somebody is suggesting that you own up to your privilege? That's not to say that you didn't work hard to get to where you are. Nobody's saying that. What I'm saying is that there are so many things that you don't even have to worry about that aren't even on your consciousness because of the color of your skin. And it's a privilege. There's so many things, whether it's in the educational system, the judicial system, financial systems, housing systems. There's so many systems that really hold people of color and especially black people back in the United States. And I'm I'm very much about solutions. Clearly there's a problem in America. I'm all about finding solutions. And quite frankly, I don't have the answer to what that solution is. My call to action and a solution for myself is that I'm willing to have the hard conversations. I'm, if I don't care if you're white, black, Hispanic, Asian, Caribbean, wherever you are from, I am down to have a conversation with you about this and we can dive 
deeply, deeply into the subject. And it's so interesting because I was wondering, like, how do I want to move forward from this? How is it that I want to be of service? I'm all about health, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, financial, social, every type of health. And to me, these conversations are healthy and they're necessary for us to move forward as the human species. I'm not here to divide. This is not a a us versus you conversation. This is not a blacks versus whites conversation. However, I do think this is a racist versus anti-racist conversation. And any person, no matter what color, creed, sexual orientation, socioeconomic background, any of these variables... If you don't think there's a problem with the systems in place, you really get to check in. I work in the wellness space. In the wellness space, in personal development space, the health space is extremely white. Extremely white. And I think about my place in that structure and how is it that I can bring value to this conversation? And what I'll say is to all the wellness advocates that are out there, no matter what your color is, like speak up and and talk about what's going on because I think this has such an immense impact on all facets of all people's health. And I've noticed just within myself these last few days, like my self-care is going down because I'm getting caught up in in the energy and the situation of what's going on now. And I get to take do do a better job taking care of myself, like getting more sleep and resting. Yet I still think it's so important to find the time to have these conversations. So I want to let you know, all of you out there who are working to support this movement to to have your voice be heard to create conversation and peace please 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 take the time to work on your self-care make sure you're getting rest make sure you're eating well make sure you're moving your body so that you continually have the energy to push the correct narrative to tell the proper story to make sure that everybody is starting to become on the same page and understand big picture what's going on here. What we're looking for is, I don't even say we, what I'm looking for is justice, is equality, is a fair shake, is to be understood respected, listened to, heard, be able to speak out on it. And I'm not saying that you have to agree with me. You don't. You don't have to do anything. You are a grown-ass man or woman. 
You can do whatever you want. I will say this, though. If you're upset about what I'm saying, any part of it, check in. What is it that I'm saying about wanting dignity, respect, to feel safe? What about all those things are making you feel uncomfortable? Throwing it out there that you get to be a anti-racist or a racist? Check in and see why that makes you uncomfortable. We live in a time now where everybody can work to spread their message and to make sure their voice is heard. We're talking about a system that has oppressed my people for over 400 years. And it's funny, like, I even had to take a step back and think about it. It's like half my family's black, half my family's white. I'm committed to having this conversation with my family members on the black and on the white side. And I've had conversations on the white side already. And I'm really blessed that I have cousins who are are there and are, are compassionate and are empathetic and are willing to use their voice and their platform for action. We're truly blessed for that. And I am blessed that I have friends who are speaking up, using their voice, using their platform, using their power to speak up and to create a message, to spread a message. And man, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. Like it's hard. And I, I haven't felt this type of heaviness on me since my mom died. Like, I talk, I've been talking about her all the time and I love my mom and looking back I was reflecting I was like I can't even imagine how it was for her to she had a rift with with my family her side of the family and she shows up at the doorstep with a black baby her black baby and you know I'm just so grateful that that my family brought her in and that's speaking of my brothers before my time. My brother's seven years older than me. And and yeah, the, just the whole race thing, everything that's going on right now, the inequality, the inequity, the... It's just so much. It's so deep. I could sit here. I could talk about it forever. My challenge to you is to have the conversations. Have the challenging conversations. Have the tough conversations reach out to people, spread the message. If you feel uncomfortable about any of this, check in, see what it's about. Hit me up. I'll help you check in. I'm I'm here to come from a place of service. Yeah, it's a heavy time, but I'm committed to creating a world that's healthy, connected, creative, purposeful, and loving. And I'm going to show up in the world that way so that black people are treated respectfully, fairly, and in a way that allows us to be safe at all times. Yeah, that's all I got. Love y'all. Appreciate you taking time to listen to this. 
And as always, you can too.